and it's the second hour of Gimel Now, the second hour on Sunday, we learn Hayyem Yem, unless we have to finish the Maimir from uh, Friday. Now, what happened on Friday was there was no Maimir from Tafshin Mem Dalit from 1984. So, we went all the way back to Tafshin Yudalit to 1951. And we're learning the Maimir of Shalos and Varchim Adar Sheni that year, Vayakhel. This year, Shabbos Varchim is Pekudei. That year, Shabbos Varchim is Vayakhel. And Friday, we learned very sl- a small part of the Maimir, and I have no regrets. Friday was a good class. The Maimir is eight pages. Friday, we learned only three, less than half. What we learned on Friday was a Munah. That was what it was about, a Munah. We spoke about different types of emunah, the emunah of ayid, the goy, why ayid is able to have higher emunahs. But more than anything else, we spoke about emunah. What does that mean? The Rebbe made a wonderful point. The wonderful point is that emunah has levels. Emunah has levels. And on the lowest madregis, on the lowest levels, Emuna is believing in things that you can completely understand. On the lowest levels, you're believing in things that you completely understand. So the Rebbe asks, why do I have to believe in something that I can understand? If I can understand it and I have proof for it, it's concrete, it's real, it's absolute. If you tell me believe in something which you cannot understand or you can't understand fully, that's acceptable. Why do I have to believe in something which I understand completely? And the Rebbe says as follows. He says, a person is about Taiva. And Taivas don't mess with your Amuna, they mess with your brain. Taivas, material obsession, preoccupation with indulgences and, and satisfying urges and giving in to what you want, it's falent un falent, yeah? It blinds you. And your clarity is skewed. Not just your faith is challenged, you push it your objectivity, your intellectualism. He says, so even though a person understands Mamalika Lama, Ma, Nishama, Mamala, Saguf, as the soul fills the body, does God fill the world? And it makes sense. But because of Taivas, even what makes sense also becomes entangled and complicated, and you don't believe it necessarily. And you have to fall back on Amunah. What does Amunah mean? That after you understand intellectually, and there's proof that there's a God because I see order and there's a soul to life just like there's a soul to every individual person individual human being including myself I have to go from understanding this to believing this to overcome the, the wear the exhaustion the, the corrosion of intellectual honesty because of Tivus so Amunah doesn't necessarily mean I have to believe what I cannot understand Amunah means even that I could believe I also have to understand and on Friday we talked about it, talked about the day of Katnus, the mile of Katnus over Godless, and so forth and so forth. That's what we did on Friday. As I explained to you on Friday, the Maimed is three concentric rings, we did the center, Amunah. What's around this ring of Amunah? The concept of Ure'ei Amunah, that we need Moshe Rabbeinu. We need Moshe Rabbeinu to give us Amunah. So let's read inside, on page Chofches. I'm beginning the middle paragraph. Halfway into the middle paragraph, where it says, We need to have first, Page Chofches. A provision of strength and a support. In other words, even a moon. And even in a moon on the level of a in common with a guy called Chassid since it's not seich, it's a munah. In other words, even what I understand, I have to make myself believe, not just understand. I need help. Which is the notion of raising other person's head to the level of a munah. And how do we have this in Siyasreish? How do we get raised up in order to have a munah? It has to do with the fact that there's a presence of Meish Rabbeinu in every generation Meish Rabbeinu does the union of Kitis as Reish as you're going to see in the part before and the part after which is the outer rim, rim of the mind where do we get Amunah from? why do we need Meish Rabbeinu's assistance? 
L'cheda. I believe myself. Moreover, I'm believing in something which I completely intellectually understand. No, we need Meisharabe. And the Rebbe says, Vespashtu, so the Meisharabe In every generation, you have an expansion of a radiation of Meisharabe's Neshama. Who does the same thing? And his role is to make that the Amuna that we have should, should be sustained, should have teeth, should function on our practical lives. The trusted shepherd. And what does it mean, a trusted shepherd? He, he shepherds. He nourishes. And he provides for the faith itself. The Amuna gives us, shepherds us with faith. So Meisha Rabbeinu has to strengthen our Amunah that we should be able to be Ma'aminim It raises up the Jewish people In other words Moshe does something to us to give us a capacity for Amunah and based on what Meisha Rabbeinu does to give us a capacity for Amunah we're able to serve the Ebishter. This is raising up from the below to the top. Through Karbonis and through Davening. So there's two aspects. Moshe Rabbeinu is strengthening our Amunah. And as a consequence of Moshe Rabbeinu strengthening our Amunah, we're able to serve Hashem better. So the Kasha becomes, I have a brain. A functioning brain. Just ask me and I'll prove it to you. <laughs> Well, I'll prove it to myself, yeah? I have a functioning brain. My functioning brain understands the Eibish. The Eibish, which I understand, I believe in. What need Meshulam and help? On a higher level, I have a Neshama. My Neshama is one with the Eibish. Because my Neshama is one with the Eibish, I have a loyalty to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, L'Maylam, Anaseich, Al-Kol, Why do I need Meshulam and Rabbein? Who needs Meshulam? Right? Who is the first one to say who needs Meshulam? Who is the first one to say who needs Meshulam? who needs Moshe? Everybody else, even Kedach was afraid to say who needs Moshe. But he got, he got close to saying who needs Moshe. So the Rebbe says in the next paragraph, Why is it that we need Moshe to give us a Muna? And there's two parts to the question who needs Moshe? I'm a Jew by myself. You know what Samsa Poshnik means? It's such a cute story. The Rebbe said it a hundred times. Samsa Poshnik is a guy who went into a shul, he stole film. He has no idea how much film are worth. He has no idea what film are used for, but he knows film is a good thing. So he took them out of the packaging, you know, and he hung them up on a hook in his shop. He saw film by the Tzuis. Somebody walks in, it's hanged that's what they call the Malacha. Shtiklach, film hanging. So some yid says, Ganif, you stole him. He says, Why am I Ganif? He says, Who comes there too? He says, What do you mean? It's animal skin. I made it myself. <laughs> I'm, I'm also a shoemaker. I took the leather, I worked it out. I took my film, I hung him up to So, Samsa Poshnik, who needs my Sharabin? The Chayid. And I have an Ishama to boot. Not just a Mayach, but an Ishama. Why need my Sharabin? And also, why Dafke Mesha? It can't be anybody less than Mesha. The reason Mesh Rabbeinu is called the trusted shepherd is Hashem He shepherds faith, and he feeds faith, and he provides for faith. who? Why do you need Moshe? And why do you need Moshe to give the Amuna? The answer is I can believe in the With the famous expression, there was a guy in Shul with klepek hand. He would touch something, and boom! When he picked up his hand. It stayed in his hand. He was stealing things all the time. So someone told him, a state lay signif. It says lay signif. A state state was licked up in them. And you understand? It says, it says. But instead of sitting around, you got to take it. The Abish is not supposed to steal. And I'm a frumayit. And I want what the Abish wants. So I shouldn't steal, yeah? But not only do I steal, I ask him to help me. Kemaim, like it says in the Gemara Gan, that the thief stands at the opening to the tunnel which he's broken and entered. To go into somebody else's house, and he calls for the Abishta for help. The Avshu Ganev, although he's a Ganev, and the Rebbe bin Shigaru, Avshilami Gazlan is worth even than a thief, than a Gazlan. What's a Gazlan? A Gazlan is a robber. What's a robber? A guy runs up to you in the street and pulls away your wallet. A Ganev sneaks into the house when you're sleeping, he doesn't want to wake you up. But a Ganev is worse than a Gazlan. Why? It says in the Gemara Mipnei Mach Mei Tere Beganav Yismi Begazan. A Ganav has to pay kafel and Dalad Vehei. A Gazan doesn't. Gazan pays only Keren. Why? 
The Goslin is not afraid of man, he's not afraid of God either. The Ganev is afraid of man. Farai is coming in the middle of the night, and from the Abish, he's not afraid, but he's stealing. Since the Ganev is afraid of man, not afraid of God, and the Gazan is afraid of neither, the Ganev is worse. Skip the parenthesis. Here's the person whose relationship with the Abish is so entangled that he has shame. But he has shame, yare mibnei adam. He has shame from people. Mikomotim genevu das shamayim. But he's not afraid of the Eivishter. He has shame, varai he's hiding. But he's not afraid of the Eivishter, varai he's stealing. Heen it. God. Such a person. Who's so far God that he believes in God. But he's not ashamed of him. He's a pumachtata rachamonakai. He's a davin to the Eivishter and says, help me. Sha'af. Top of page chavtesna. When I was a child growing up, one of the stories we used to read, I used to read the talks and tales, the Shmuzim with Kinder Yumi. And uh, one of the stories which you had in the Shmuzim, I believe more than once, is the story of the Erlech Ganef, the honest thief. You know what the story of the honest thief? There was this guy who could not make a living. Could not make a living. Whatever he did turned bad. So Tzadik came to town. Tzadik Bali. <laughs> so Tzadik comes to town. Everyone's going to get brachas. He went to get a bracha. He says, Rabbi, I need a bracha for Padnasa. I'm a law yutzlach. My muzzle is terrible. And the Tzadik tells him, you should know there's a way where you can make a lot of Padnasa. He says, yeah. You tell me what it is. He says, I can't tell you. <laughs> Couldn't tell he begged and pleaded, I'm sorry, I can't. And what happened? The poor guy was one day pushed from starving. So he went into a shop and took 10 cents to buy a loaf of bread. It was a cashier full of gel, took 10 cents. And he wrote down by him that he took 10 cents from this guy, he has to pay it back. A couple of days later, his family was again starving. So he went into a shop and stole 10 cents. And the whole town was talking about that guy comes into a store, a cash register full of money, and takes 10 cents. So they called him the honest thief. And but this happened again and no one catches him. Shumaifim. Again and again and they and eventually it became a nuisance. At first it was cute, you know, and Erlachiganev. But always takes ten kopkes. So they sent out all kinds of traps to catch this guy. Never caught him. Why? Because the Tzaddik told him he knows how he's gonna make up another this. The end of the story was that the mayor or the governor himself wandered the streets at night and he caught him. He caught him. He says, if you're a ganav, you're a ganav. If you're not a ganav, well, you still in 10 cents. So he tells him, my family's is starving, so I'm stealing 10 cents. And the guy was so moved by it, I don't know the end of the story, but he made him rich. He gave him a job. <laughs> but to me, the reason I'm telling you the story is because he went to a tzaddik, and the tzaddik says, the Abish to provide parnosa, feel if I him. You know, we may not like this. You know how a Ghanav makes a living? How the Abish feeds a thief? Through thievery. That's the Abish Just like a big fish eats a little fish. And if we would be a little fish, we'd be very unhappy to be the little fish that the big fish eats. People make a living in all kinds of ways. So how could it be the Abish give you a Torah? And then he sets up an Elach Ghanav. A Frumayit, he'll make a living through Ghanav. And then it says, You have to follow the Torah. If following the Torah means, that must be the Abish's plan. But if you won't follow the tailor, you'll get rich. That's the Abish's plan also. But the plan is of a You have to choose. And it gets very difficult to choose life when the other side is so rosy. It's a takaze. You understand? So here's a yid, davening to the Abishta to help them be Avid, Ratznaelian, and the Abishta may help him. That's the most ironic thing of all. The Abishta may help him. How could you say Ganaving is wrong? Look how successful I am. You understand? It's all part of the but it says, the said, Only the secrets of the world, only the Abish knows. The biggest Sadiq know the secrets of the Tater. But secrets of the world, of Ashkacha Pratis, only the Abish knows. So, in short, you know why you make Shabbat Because you could believe in God because of your Neshama. You could believe in God because of your Seichel. And when stage states, was licked off in them. And then the bottom line is, you live how you gotta live. You gotta make a living. So, of course, when we read this Maimon, what do we say right away? Oh, not me. I'm an honest man. 
I've never stolen a penny from anybody ever in my life. So I said, you're wrong. This idea applies to so many of us. Ubedakeh, second line from the top. Yochel kolechad ve'echad limtzei everybody. If we look close enough, we'll find in himself the equivalent of God v'apumachtata having the Abish to help you do something which is against Ratzinelli. Five lines into the page, where I circle the words, the Kmei Bali Let's talk about a businessman. Where do you see by a businessman that you're diving into the Abish to help you violate Ratzinelli? <coughs> He says, that he believes that comes because nevertheless Miss Amik says all kinds of schemes in order to make more money. Think Stamas I'm making a living is There's something wrong with him. Or he's not making enough. So there's all kinds of trickery. Shaheim that all of these tricks, first of all, they stop him from learning and davening, and the regular the business people. And nevertheless, in his head, he thinks, yeah, the Abish gives me Panasa, but I have to try extra hard to help him deliver it. In other words, the Abish gives me Panasa, I'll do what the Abish wants, he'll do what I want. And instead, Hatten Gans and Ishtikis. Moreover, when this business is going well. So then everything is good, yeah? And something happens that's not so proper. So he said to himself, ah, I was doing so well for two years. Now for 15 minutes, I'm not doing well. It's trying for me to start becoming a gun. All the chesh of tarbos, he looks for tricks. Behind him. Hashem has given him great success. And he used his success for good things. He's made from his material spirit. Between the 10th and the 5th, let's talk when it comes to tzedakah he knows he knows that tzedakah is the only mitzvah that the more you give the more you get Hashem is reliable if you give more you get more he's still thinking all kinds of tricks I don't understand if you believe in God and that but also comes to the Mabishtim chill the Mabishtim will deliver so what are you trying so hard Teretz is. Look at the next line. These are two opposite things. it's mamish. The same thing as ganva I believe in the Eibushter, and I dive into the Eibushter. But at the same time, I'm trying extra hard. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll squeeze another penny out. I want you to know that there's a the middle Rebbe in the Gdom of Derachayim talks about Ashidas of all places. Derachayim is a Musa Sefer. In the Gdom of Derachayim, he talks about wealth. And what he says there is that wealth, at least these are my words, is a separate brach. In other words, Abish has to feed us. Everybody has to make a living. What's make a living? Stay alive. Shelter your body, clothe your body, and nourish your body. Abish has to give panos. Not enough to be rich. Everybody can get the panos in a different way, through another channel, this one, this way, this way. And a lot of us don't like how the panos is delivered. But the panasa, I'm walking home from Shola, my kid reads a billboard that says, one out of five children in one out of five children, one out of five children faces hunger. Now I didn't read the fine print, but I understood that it means one out of five children in America because they're advertising the food bank. I don't believe that. I really don't believe that. I don't believe it. Are there children in America who are hungry? Maybe there's children in America who get the wrong food. Maybe there's some children in America who are hungry, but you're gonna tell me one out of five I just don't believe it. I push it, don't believe it. I said to my kids, one in twenty. I mean, there are hungry people, but I mean, in America to starve, you have to try very hard. It's not so easy to try to starve in America. America is such a kind nation. They beg you to take the food, almost. I mean, you know. <laughs> uh, but okay, the Abish has to feed everybody. This one he feeds through tzedakah. This one he feeds, it gives him a job. This one he feeds a different way. And like I said, we don't necessarily like how the panos are delivered. When you look back at the end of the day, nobody starves. Ashiros is a separate bracha. Ashiros doesn't mean I'm a bigger chevra man and made more money. The Abish says, give me panasa ba'ishiv. It's not the pshat. I made more money. It's a different bracha. One bracha is to take care of my family. Another bracha is to be rich. Now, wealth is a different bracha and wealth is a different isayim. It says two beginners, two in Yonam. One is panasa. 
Eibishter gives Panasot to everybody. Like I said, it's so convoluted. It's so messed up. It so doesn't look like the Eibishter, yeah? But it is the Eibishter. <laughs> Ashiris is a different story. And then the middle of the Rebbe says, and again, these are my words, since Ashiris is a different bracha, one bracha is to have Panas, another bracha is to be rich. So you have to make an effort to make a Panas. When it comes to Ashiris, he says you shouldn't try too hard. You want a, getting rich, you shouldn't try too hard. You have to try, but not too hard. Why? Because in Ashiros, in order for it to be proper Ashiros, there has to be an Ashiros of the Eibishter's Brocha. Just like the Ashiros is a lot of money, the Ashiros has to be a lot of Eibishter. He says, wealth, wealth doesn't come because you worked hard. You know, we're having a conversation with, uh, are we socialists or are we capitalists? What's the right system of government? Right? People work, so our kid says, men worked so hard to come up with a plan to uh, produce this outfit in China. He's entitled to be rich. I said, he didn't work hard. He was lucky. The Chinese person is working for 25 cents an hour. He's working hard. It's a different kind. And again, I'm not. this is not politics. It's not business. The only thing I know is how much I don't know. Uh, even that I'm not sure about. Okay? But the Rebbe said, and this bracha has to be from the Mebishtim. How is the Mebishtim you let it come to you? If you try too hard for Hashidus, he says a number of things, but one of them is you don't think you're pushing it away. <laughs> you want the Abish's Brachel, let him do it, leave him. So anyway, I'm not having now discussions on this, but I'm just sharing this idea. The Rebbe says, it, you don't have to be a Ganav in somebody else's basement to be Avid on this Indian of Ganav. We all do it. We forget that Panatza comes from the Abish. It's true, we do. And then he says, the middle of the page, I circled it again. Page Chavtas. He believes that Teda comes from the Mebish. Nevertheless, when he learns and succeeds, he boasts, Look at me, I'm a Ben Teda. And how much more is this true of the whole reason he's learning this to both? What do you boast? The Abish that gave you a favor, gave you a great mind, and the tater goes in and it stays there, you should say, thank God, not thank me. What are you so proud of? Number two, and I number them. You see the Roman numerals. Since the tater becomes about him, he, t- he bends the tater. Because he should lose an argument. He should be wrong. So the tater has to accommodate his ego. Finally, you become so obsessed with Tater, your whole religion becomes Tater. And in order to learn Tater, you're even other Avedas in different ways. In other words, for example, you'll uh, learn instead of go to a mitzvah, you'll learn instead of another Rinyan, you'll learn without the proper Tater. People who are able to learn Tater, and they learn, but they don't daven properly. And they don't learn chasidahs, don't think chasidahs before they daven. Or more particularly, it says that every day before you daven, you have to do three things. What are the three things? Which we try to learn chasidahs. Tahara, which means mikveh. And tzedakah, which means tzedakah. Before davening, every day you have to go to the mikveh, learn chasidahs and give tzedakah. And he doesn't have time. What doesn't have time? What do you mean? Got to become a bigger godel. Finally, he has to create new ideas using his own mind. He has no time for these things. It takes time. It takes time to go to Mikvah. It takes time to learn Chassidus. It takes time to give Tzedakah. He needs the time to be Mechadish and Tzedakah. As they say in some cultures, he's going to lose the Godel competition. You know, it's a Godel competition. I am eight lines from the bottom page of If he would learn Tayyar. And know that it's the wisdom and will of a Kaddish Baruch. He would understand. It's impossible. The Abish told him. So the Chassidus go to the Mikvah, give to the doctor. 
There's no way how could going to the mikvah giving tzedakah and learning chassidus interfere with his learning teda if the same Abish that gave you these three mitzvahs gave you access to his teda. What's the teres? Just like the Ghana breaks and enters. The Balaisif will use Takbulas to make extra money. And the Bentera, who doesn't have time to do a mitzvah because he's busy chapping it and learning Nachablat Gemara, also doesn't know that it comes from Abishta. I have to tell you something very powerful. That's coming from the Abishta. It's also Mamish Pav. I, I don't have a Teret. I'm just sharing with you a Maisesh will have a I have a student. I consider him Mamash al-Hasidish Yid. I'm Mamash al-Hasidish Yid. I'm a student. He's almost my age. I mean, I was 24, <laughs> 23, and he was 17. So then it was a big deal. Now it's a joke. Yeah? We're post. We're both in the age of Purim Kemenzogna Adelayade. Yeah? We're over 40, so it doesn't make any difference. Now we want to be younger. Um, <laughs> who went to medical school? After he got married. After he got married. After he was in yeshiva. After he got married. He listened to the Rebbe. Yeah? And he told me that he never ever studied for an exam on Shabbos and Yom Tov. Never ever studied for an exam on Shabbos and Yom Tov. Ever. He said all my from friends were sitting a whole Shabbos with the books. Exams in medical school. He never, never. It's so amazing. <laughs> He says, and my scores suffered. <laughs> I got lower marks. Where's God? I'm Shemesh Shabbos Kelchos. My scores. I said, let's see who gets the best job. <laughs> you can't be, I'm supposed to represent the Mavish. Mavish. But you, you, know, you know what kind of a serious nefesh that is? I don't know. I never went to medical school. But you have 24 hours. But you can't do anything. And you're having these exams. And these exams, you have to keep in your head a million facts. It's the most boring, tedious, meaningless kind of material. <laughs> Which is the worst thing to remember. I, I can't imagine anybody can study with him. And he wouldn't, he never, never. To me, I mean, who's a Hasidic Shiyid? That's a Hasidic He never, ever, he went through, I don't know how many years of exams, undergraduate school, then graduate school. Talk about eight years of tests before you start actually practicing at a Riyadh doctor, yeah? Never once studied for Tesla Shabbos. He said, How come my scores were lower? My marks were lower <laughs> because I got, I, got, I, got, I can't argue, I get echt, I get echt. So I said, Mastama Davish got you a better job. And I'm sure Davish is doing what he has to do. But the point is, we don't know the Abish is Khajbainis. But the point is, if the Abish is giving you Panasa, you have to do it as the Abish says. Anything to the contrary is Ganva Pumachtat Rahamanakari. If I was in such a situation, I would do what he did. I don't think so. I think it's amazing. It's Pasha Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Lanias Daiti in today's day and age. But okay. Says the Rebbe, "V'lochein tzarachlies hashpah de Moshe." Oh, that's how he did it. Get koyach from the Rebbe. Get the shush from the Rebbe. Daf yet Moshe, Rabbi Nudai Mehem, Shuzon Mefanes Emunah. He feeds the faith. The faith we talk a half, and especially the Emunah Memalekalamin, which is God Seichel, as we explained. Yeah, but you need Moshe Rabbeinu lahamshich as Emunah bepnimiyus bekeches nafshei. You need Emunah. To bring it down into your revealed faculties, which means they should behave practically in a way which is in concert with what you believe. So everybody needs a Rebbe. Yeah, everybody. The biggest Rosh Hashiva needs a Rebbe. Because on a Rebbe, you have to have a connection to a Tzadik and a Shomach Kloris who makes the Abish so real that because of the Abish you're going to do different things. Not just philosophize, you're going to behave differently based on the fact that there's an Abish. Now the next line and a half, you figure out. And what does Meshach Rabbeinu want you to do, I suppose is the way to read it. To affect that he should be able to influence you. That your Muna should be Bifnimius. His idea is born the new sailor, it requires a meditation. And I wrote on the margin, otherwise it doesn't make any sense. You have to plant your thoughts firmly. You want to have children. The children of the mind, of the heart, emotions, feelings. What are those feelings? Feelings are because there's an Abish Torah, I'm not going to study for my exam on Shabbos. Which is a phenomenal Messiah's nephew in today's day and age. 
And when you do this as Bonanos, you have a Koyach of Meishar Abedu, Raya Mehemne, to see it through. The Hisbonanos we learned on Friday. The meditations I've learned on Friday. And it's already on my website. You can go get it. Inside go to my modem. You can find it. This is the year. So I would like you all to turn now to page Lamed Gimel. Okay, because the Hisbonanos was three pages. This is what we learned on Friday. And like I said to you, basically the Rebbe talked about different levels of Amunah. First of all, the Amunah of Hasidi Yom Sa'elam versus Yidin. And then by Yidin is the Amunah of Mamaliyah, Amunah of Seviv and Mullah Vatsim. And the Rebbe said, even those Madregas which we're able to understand, we also need to have Amunah because the Seichel can become messed up because of Taibis. Not the Amunah. The Seichel, the Klarkite from Kop gets so skewed by Taibis, you need to have Amunah. So we continue in Sivav Im Hayois, even though Yesh be Yisol Kol Labachin and Sheb Amuna, all the levels of Amuna are in our Nishama. Leda Kamuna Bebachin is a Malakalamanad, only Amuna is a Malakalaman, Leda Kamuna Bechin is a Seder Kalamanad, even only. In Amuna, the Madrega Seder Kalaman, Elegam, where Amuna Bebachin is Atmos and Mosin Sabarahu, even Amuna the Abish did himself, like we discussed on Friday. Every year needs Meshad to nourish our faith, to deal with the Ganva Pumachtata Rachamona Karya syndrome, to deal with this phenomena that we believe in the Ebishter and we pray to the Ebishter, but we help him help us. He should feed our faith. This means lay me boy for sure, the moon and the level of Atmos. Shall the Yesa Yerushal Bulvad, since it's an inheritance, Hari Efshashidishar Behelam, it can remain hidden. An inheritance means I didn't earn it at all. It can remain hidden. Umeshid Sarak Lagalesa Minahelam Alagilit. Mesha has to reveal it. And the Gam Hemun, the Bibhid, the Kalaman, even a lower level of Elam, connected to Savior Kalaman. It can also remain hidden. Moreover, even that level of faith, which is in faith at all, because I'm able to understand it intellectually, even to believe. But the Abish that runs this world, I still need a moon. Farvas, Kadesh, Tachter, Becholon, Yanamapnini, and we should permeate all of our inner, deeper things. And the Machshava, Dibiro, Maisa, down to our thought, speech, indeed. Because Velu, Lezeis, it's not for Mesha, Raya, Mehenna, Afshalias, it's conceivable that Ganva, Pumach, Tata, Rachamona, Kaya, Ganav, digs a tunnel. And he breaks and enters. And he's going to steal. And that Rebbe writes in his letter. And if you stand in his way, he'll even kill you. So he's not only a Ganev, he's even in theory a Reitzeach. And he's davening to the Ebesh. Because he's immersed in Tivus. He's able to do such things. I'm such a smart guy. I understand Ebesh so well. But I have no self-control. Why? I'm blinded. I'm drunk from, from, from permitting myself. For it's a phenomenon. I, it, this is not. This is pashit meisim b'chol yeh. This is so realistic. This is so real. It's scary. It's true. It's true. We know this. He provides. He feeds and provides faith. That Meishar Abenu has a certain effect on us that we should uh, believe. Yeah. How does Meishar Abenu do it? <laughs> How does Meishar do it? So we learned in the Maim of Yatat Tzaveh that Meishar Abenu does it in two ways: a ikir way and a tougher way, a primary way and a secondary way. The primary way Meishar Abenu did the Samuna is in the Nishamin. It's completely subconscious. We don't even know what's happening. Which is in the Maim of Yatat Tzaveh. It's not what he gives us. He touches on his shaman. And I told you the story so many times because it's still a remarkable story. The girl I know, a woman I know, who was in campus in Berkeley many, many years ago. And nobody was particularly interested in God and religion in Berkeley. There was a bayat. They had one of these bayats, these co-ed homes where boys and girls who were Jewish would congregate. 
and he would come to this bayit and beg them to come for a Shabbos dinner, free food. Even this they didn't want to Many, many years later, she was already married, maybe. She looks back and she realizes that every single member of that bayit today of the Shei Mitzvah, every single one, Every it was, it, was, it was unreasonable to her because she remembered how disinterested they were. So she sees the shliach <laughs> and she asks when if he writes their names into the Rebbe. So he says the very first thing I do when the new students I write their names into the Rebbe. That's it. He ruined their lives. Shmom b'shemimum. He gave the neshama to the boss. That's taichray mehem. In other words, the primary area of influence that I mehem that we don't even know. It's neshama. The shaman. Then you have the secondary. The secondary is being a rebbe b'peil, his leadership. And here it's different. Some rebbes were not able to reach all Jews who lived in one part of the world. Some rebbes reached the whole world. The rebbe says about the three yedikei rebbe. Allah has come about himself that he was a rebbe b'peil over the whole world. The rebbe's influence begoli reaches each one of us, and he gives us a munah today. In Tavshin Ayin Dalid and Chav Gimel Adarishin. Our emunah is different because we have a relationship with the Rebbe. Whether it's a subconscious relationship, Allah has come become as the conscious relationship. Because the Rebbe makes God real. Because the Rebbe is very real. You understand? Shim Shim Stak, remember Shim Shim Stak? They've had it on film. He says to the Rebbe by dollars, the Rebbe has to be gezunt, the Rebbe has to take care of the Rebbe, has to live long. Because we need you, Rebbe, we can't live without you, Rebbe. So the Rebbe points upwards and he says, So the Mabish, he says, No, 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 I can't talk to the Abish. To you, I can talk. <laughs> he tells us to the Rebbe, I can't talk. To you, I can talk. Don't tell me Abish. I know you. To the Abish, I don't know how to talk. To you, I can talk. That's all. Today, this is a little bit harder than when Chimshim Stock said it, yeah? Oh, but it's still true. And that's the Pshat. That's how I was talking. Why? See, and here's the Vart. You need a Kleidisha. You know, you know, I told you the story before. I told you the story before. Is the Misnagdimam Gitainet, yeah? There's a Rebbe. He lives in Lubavitch. He says, Chsidis, yeah? The in Lubavitch is a Yid whose name is Rebbe Yitzhak Miyasa, who travels from Lubavitch to where he lives in, in, uh, in Galicia. He didn't live, he lives in Romania. And he has a following. What is he telling his Talmudim in Romania? Travel to Lubavitch. So they should say to him, Why do I have to travel to Lubavitch? I can get it from you. He said, No, 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 no. Chsidis, you have to hear from my Rebbe. What's the difference? You say it just as nice, maybe nicer. Because chesidus dach neshama, it's aish, it's fire, it's a lakus. A lakus has to be from a klidishin. Hearing it from somebody else is not that. It's not chesidus. It's words. It's ideas. The chesidus is the fire of a gate from Zaymoil. Like the story with the hill. I told you the ma'aseh. Akosta came to Labavich, wanted to hear chesidus, and he came to the tzemachtzeli. He said, "I can't say chesidus." He said, "But I came special." So the rebbe said, "You should go listen to the hill." So he told Rabbi Hillel to Rabbi, Rabbi Hillel is a klisheni, a klisheni is nishmavashen. He says, Rabbi, Rabbi Hillel is a klisheni, he's a second vessel, a klisheni is not mavashen. But it's a machtzadik, it's not, oh, but it is Yatse Ledesbe. And Rabbi Hillel knew, so, so geniuses like me and you, there's no klisheni, no klishlishi, it's kenach, it's ice cold. Chasidus, you have to get from my Rabbi, why? Why dafke Meishel Abeinu? Meishel Abeinu's assistant is not good enough, no. Because you're talking about a munah. Amuna is or isn't. There's no grades. Amuna is dafke Meishe Rabbein. Like having Chumash. Meishe Rabbein is sitting and judging every single Jew. What, you make everybody stand all day long? Set up a hierarchy of judges. And Meishe says, who do you think they want to talk to? Me or some, some judge? <laughs> and the Yidna thinking, oh, please appoint a judge. Because him, we can bribe. Meishe Rabbein is Rashi. Meishe, we're going to get the truth. A judge came in for Negle, Mechanabarbeten, you understand? We can work him over. And the Abish told him to listen. That's when it comes to judgment. But when it came to Muna, is Eine. Meshanabein. Why? Hindulafi, the reason is, Shabameshik, Shabameshanabein, it's written, Kimin Hamayimishisihu. Meshanabein was drawn from the water. And it's explained in Kabbalah, Mibachinas Hamayim, all Yenim. Meshan comes from the highest levels of water. In other words, Shalamai, Lamesh, Mamish, Mesh. The levels of the heavens and the heavens of the heavens are between the safe of Kalamin. Meish Rabbeinu comes from even a higher level than the highest heavens. Meish's Nishama is revealed in this world as he is one with Atmos and Hus. That's why he gives us Amun on all three levels. Meish Rabbeinu gives us Amun to each one of us. 
Why could Meishu give Amunah to Ayid and not give this Amunah to a Goy? Lahavdul is because Ayid has in his Nishama these Madregis, and that's why Meishu Rabbeinu could give it to him. He brings the Maimon from the previous Rabbis of Varchim. This is Vayakel, yeah. The previous Shas Varchim was Mishpatim. We learned the Maimon of Mishpatim two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, the Maimon of Mishpatim. And that Maimon, the Rebbe explained, Kitikne Avedivri. Why could Meishu Rabbeinu bring the Yevishter to the lowest of Yidden? Because they're even. It means their shadish is very, very high. Now that is over here. Why could Meishu Rabbeinu give a Yidden Munah? Because the shadish of the Nisham is very high. So the Rebbe says, you need the Rebbe. And there's no such thing as a, a Rebbe's assistant, a Mashpia. You need a Rebbe. Because the Rebbe is a Lakus. The Rebbe is Getlechkeit. And we're talking here about something where you have to get it authentic. You have to get it from the source. It has to be the real thing. Tafka Rebbe. That's why, that's why you need to go to the Yoyo. That's why you need to come to 770. After buying these Dalaramas, I can sit and learn the Kutasikh is more comfortable in my home. It's true. But this is a different aspect. It's not a logical aspect. It's an atmistic aspect. And in the end, this is where, where our Yiddishkeit, where Amunah comes from. So on Friday, we learned about Amunah. And today we learned that in order to have a Buddha the way it's supposed to be, you need to have Meishar Abeyim. Yes? Now go back to the very beginning of the Maimir, which is on page Chavzai. And now we're going to learn the outer rim of the Maimir, the beginning and the end. The Maimir begins, Kiti Sosrej B'nei Yisra. Hashem tells Meishar Abeyim, you should lift up the heads of the Jewish people. And the question is, what does Kisisa mean? It means to count. What's the Hebrew word for counting? You should count, not kitisa. This doesn't mean to count. Kitisa means to raise up. Second line, gam kitisa is reshta. What does it mean? You have to raise up the heads of the Jewish people. You have to raise up the heads. You have to raise up their half shekels, not the head. Okay. And the Rebbe goes into a whole arichis about counting yidin. Right? If you want to know how many Jews there are, you want to count them without them being a magaifa, they give a maqsa so the Rebbe says five lines into the page. If the reason for Machzah Shekel is for the sake of a census, then Machzah Shekel is not a mitzvah. Why not? You have no chiv to make a census. You choose it to make a census. If you choose to make a census, you can, everyone gives a half shekel, so nobody should get hurt. But because it's your choice, that makes the whole business of Machzah Shekel, which is for the sake of a census, or a shush. It's not a required thing. Then the Rebbe brings another shita. The first shita is that counting Gittin is Rishus. The second shita is that counting Gittin is a mitzvah. And the Rebbe says, even if you say that counting Gittin is a mitzvah, but it's a mitzvah's manis, it's temporary, for that time, not for later. But the Rebbe tries to show that Machsah Shekel is not a permanent thing. Okay? Now I'm continuing Oid, which is ten lines on the end of the page. Oid, yesh, kama, and yonam, and mazes, and pashas, there's more in yonam. The says, to take this money and use it for the Mishkan Heimadon, which is the foundations of the Mishkan. the option On the one hand, the Machsah Shekel is so temporary, because it was used only once for the Adonim. The Mishkan lasts forever. So, on the one hand, Machsah Shekel is very temporary. On the other hand, what comes from Machsah Shekel is very, very permanent. Five lines from six lines from the bottom. Eidla made me pashazu. There's something else for Machsa Shekel. Skip the parentheses and mitz Machsa Shekel the day days, which is chiyuf to yidvachos shadav v'sham. Last Machsa Shekel, which is amikdash for kabbonis tibur. The Machsa Shekel, which is for adadonim, may have been only voluntary, and even if it's a mitzvah, it's only temporary. But the Machsa Shekel, which was kabbonis, is permanent. So the Rebbe says, how do you explain the interplay between Machsa Shekel being something which was short term and Machsa Shekel being every year? Last line on the page, Yimkein Yikshe, Mishitchis Loshna Pasha Mashma, the simple, Platne Pasha, the Lachon and Yoni Apasha, Shechas Agdama de Chitisa, that in order to count Jews, whether it's temporary or it's permanent, you have to have the idea of Kitisa, which means to count. Hainu de Kitisa, Tnaivi Ike, Bachol and Yoni Apasha. Counting Jews is important, and the Rebbe's Shaila is, if the reason to give Machsa Shekel is not to count him, but to bring Karbonis, why is Kitisa written in the beginning of the Pasha? Those are six questions. If you lost me, I'm also lost, so we're in good company. First of all, why does it say kisisa, not kisifka? Second of all, why does it say roish? Third of all, machsa shekel seems to be either a davar harashus, not a mitzvah at all, or if it's a mitzvah, it's a mitzvah which is temper. Fourth of all, on the other hand, the same idea is used for karbonis, and karbonis are brought every year, which make machsa shekel very permanent. So how could it be both permanent and uh, temporary? Fifth of all, that Machsah Shekel is about Karbonis 
And because it's about carbonus, it has very little to do with being counted. And if it has very, very little to do with being counting, how come it says kiti says resh, which is about counting you? Those are the questions, more or less. Now the bad news is that Eva's not going to answer all the questions. The good news is the answer we already know. Because in Kiti Sarayish, Hashem is not telling Meshach Rabbeinu what to do with Yidin. Kiti Sarayish is telling Meshach Rabbeinu what Meshach Rabbeinu needs to do. He needs to give Yidin a Munah. That's Kiti Sarayish. Raise up Yidin to a Madriga of a Munah. When we read on Siv Beis, he, he, you know, the Pshat is in the Machsa Shekel, the purpose of Machsa Shekel is Kiti Lahakif Esakabonus to bring Karbonus. And of course, the Rebbe said in the mind, but when you bring a carbon, you have to be sincere, not Gamva Pumachtat Rachamonakari. We'll call the singing. But who what does it mean in life? Shaydeiz, Shaymakidim, Eis Magabi Amizbech, they brought a carbon on his bear. They call Obe Eishal Maila to be included in the head and leave fire, which is Adi, the Archa Chulbin, the line which eats a carbon. In Imachma said, because of this, Gamma Nefesh Abahamis, the Bakalachad Bechad Misal, the Jewish animal soul, Hayyanismail, Nechabukdash, when you make a fire and you burn the behemoth, the animal soul becomes weaker as well. Achakala Bechad, each one, Hayyanakasha Dati, Benosi. The dual of the Shem, the bottle of Ogun, bottle to the Yebishter, which is what Tefillah accomplishes. So Machsa Shekel is a carbon, which is against Tefillah. And because Machsa Shekel is a carbon and Machsa Shekel is against Tefillah, you have to have first Ifa Kisisa Esresh. That's the answer. The questions were a whole bunch, yeah? Why Kitisa and why Esresh? Is it temporary? Is it permanent? Is it about Karbonus? Is it about counting? Is it not about counting? And the answer is Kitisa is about Karbonus. Karbonus is about what we need to do. And we cannot do what we need to do unless it's preceded by a says You get it? You get the basic idea. In other words, Yiddishkeit is ours. But how do we do Yiddishkeit? And particularly, how do we do Yiddishkeit with vitality, with life, and with joy? And the answer is says And we turn now to the end of the Maimon, page Lamed Gimel. Valpizeh. So you see what we just did, right? We're doing the Maimed inside out. We did the Muna part on Friday. We did the Meshav part earlier. Now we're doing this Kitesh Pisa. We had a whole discussion that said what? Every Jew has a Muna in his Nishame. And even though he has a Muna in his Nishame, he needs to have Meshav Why do you have to have Meshav Because you can believe in God and do whatever you want. To believe in God and do what God wants, you have to have the help of Meshav Says the whole leader, but Peter, you've been coming to Machsa Shekel. Now Machsa Shekel becomes clear. He nay be Indian Machsa Shekel. Oh, but as all of us know, what is the Machsa Shekel? Matbeya shall age. Here they are called the Baruch Lameisha. God Almighty should make sure they no coin of fire. But Amalezay Yitno told them give this. Kazayit. I know in other words, Shayadein is seen as Machsa Shekel Mulmato. We gave Machsa Shekel, and our Machsa Shekel was fifty cents. Not like we learned in some sikhs, that we have to give a machsa shekel of fire, but that we gave a simple machsa shekel. And the Abishter made that machsa shekel fire. Omnom, however, we gave a half a shekel, and we got back a half a shekel of fire that was proportionate to what we gave. So I gave a half a shekel. Whatever kavon I had, maybe she gave back a half a shekel of fire, but that half a shekel of fire was a reflection of my kavon. Not very much, yeah. Says the Rebbe, however, I days in him, six lines from the bottom of page, Lamed Gimel. The genus is a rusadil an even higher arousal of Mabav She'ein, is a rusadatamagas to Shama, Hashem gives us something which we have not earned. We give a little, we get back a little, and on top of that little, we get back much more. Second line from the bottom of the page. That's what we call the half a shekel holy. Top of page Lamedalit. There's a difference between Kaddish and Kaddish. We'll save the philosophy for the philosophers. Okay, but the bottom line is that Kaddish is a very high madrigi. And the concept of Ma'achsa Shekel is, although I am giving very little, and I deserve and earned in return very little, in addition to the very little, the Abish is giving me much, much more fire. Five lives in the top of page, Lamedalad, Zel, Venos, Nevish, Kefenash. This redeems the Nishamash, I didn't see in Ma'achsa Shekel, you're giving Sachakala half a Shekel. Nevertheless, Nevish begins Atmos, Moshe's Baruch, you connected the Abish to himself, the love of Yechid and the level of Yachid. Even though you're giving very little. So since Machsa Shekel has these two dimensions, dimension number one is I get what I give. 
dimension of two, they get much, much more than I gave. Says the Rebbe, I circle the words, three lines on the end of the paragraph. The idea that my offering to the Abishtan is all limited, evokes from within him so much more. This is the idea. So he raises up the Jewish people. We should be able to redeem our souls, which is why are we able to redeem our souls? Because our machsa shekel becomes much, much more than a machsa shekel. It becomes much, much more than a machsa shekel. The of We give and God gives back. The idea that we give get back much more than we gave is because of Meshad Abayn. You're telling me the Jewish people give Machsa Shekel. What's going to happen in the next generation? That the answer is the yogurt, the Yidna are going to be giving Machsa Shekel then as well, and there's going to be also Kitisa then. So maybe she says to Abishter, after I pass away, what's going to be Machsa Shekel? And Hashem tells him, you will continue lifting up the Jewish people. Wait, if Mesha passes away, how is he continuing to lift up the Jewish people? And the answer is, Shekel represents the spark for all Avoida from the bottom up tefillah. The idea of Karbonus. Okay, and he explains it quite by I'm five lines from the end of the Maimah, please. This is why Shaul Meshal Mitzvah Dakar. Oh, Mitzvah, he focuses on a Machsa Shekel. Because he appreciates that from Max Hashem comes the Korban, which is the basis of all of Yiddishkeit. After I pass away, what's going to be with the Jews? And the Abishta answers him, I am writing in my Teda Kitisa in the future tense. There's all generations. There's a presence of Meshach in each generation. Every generation should bring down Because of our connection to Meshach Rabbein, we should have not only a moon of Mamalik Alam and not only a moon of Seva Vukalam, but a moon of Matmus and Hus. Okay, the Maimu was wonderful.